Hi, this is Apostle Baker J. Baker with the Kingdom of God Way. Tell it like it is, the Kingdom of God Way. And Apostle Marshall McGee is going to continue to talk about the seven spirits of God. And uh, I'm, uh, as I said, Apostle Baker J. Baker, who is a doctor in psychology and Apostle Marshall McGee, Apostle Dr. Marshall McGee. Uh, come on, Marshall. And uh, uh, you missed a uh, part of last week. And so go ahead and start on out and just do what you are to do, you know? I'm excited. I'm excited about this and just sharing just a little bit along these lines that I think it's very insightful and, and also helpful. And I think that as believers, personally, I believe that we should always be reaching for more. Not uh, We should always be reaching reaching for more. And so many people are not reaching for more. They're content with where they are, yet they want the Father to do all this stuff for them. You know, God is not a genie uh, where you just rub, you know, and make a wish. Uh, and so even our concept of Father, uh, the seven spirits of God will help us get a, a healthier understanding as we have been talking about the seven spirits of God. So we get a greater concept of who he is as father. Remember, he is sovereign. It is his spirit or his ruach that empowers everything in creation. Ruach is, is a breath or wind uh, in the Hebrew. Uh, and even the context, and when we think about it, I think that's why this this little study is so important because when God in the, in the I think King James says and God said let there be light uh, and then when you read uh, in the beginning God created the heavens and the earth and then if you read down I think uh, that the spirit of God was hovering or brooding over the face of the waters and I think that the issue was when 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 the scripture says when God said let there be light, because, you know, that's our English translation. But think about this. Perhaps what God did, he let out a sound, a brooding sound, which I want to call the sound of creation. It's a brooding sound. It's a sound that creates life and movement. And maybe he let out that sound, because I've always believed that when he said, let there be light, he really was saying, let there be sound, but that sound was the brooding of the most high spirit of God that caused creation to go into effect. And I believe that there's a direct connection between the sound, that brooding, even as we look at the seven spirits of God, also the seven notes on the scale, music scale. Do, Re, mi, fa, sol, la, ti, do. There's a direct connection because we're talking sound and we're talking vibration and frequency. Even Nikolai Tesla, I don't think he was a, a believer, but he understood this thing. He was a scientist and he said to understand the universe you had, if you understood sound, vibration, and energy, it would give you insight into understanding the universe and creation. 
and we're still being influenced by Tesla's creation even to this day. And so let's get back into this, and uh, and I'm going to walk back through the and give these foundational scriptures, and then we're going to just walk through this in our time that we have together today. Now remember, the seven spirits of God are before the throne of God. And I think when we talked about that a few weeks ago, it, they are before the throne of God. And so they are receiving influence from the presence of the most high God himself. <laughs> so they don't even operate on their own. Ooh, Jesus, that'll preach by itself. And so let's look at this. Let's go back to Revelation chapter 4, verse 5. And notice what the word says. And from the throne proceeded lightnings, thunders, and voices. Seven lamps of fire were burning before the throne, which are the seven spirits of God. The seven uh, lamps that set before, they were burning before the throne of God. I think that's something to understand. So there's seven aspects of the spirit. And these seven aspects that represent the seven spirits of God, they also give us insight into the nature of our Lord. Because the spirit of the Lord is an expression of who he is, while the wisdom of and revelation and counsel and might and knowledge and the referential fear of the Father are what he is. And in the Jewish Bible, Revelation, I just read that scripture, from the throne came forth lightnings, voices, thunderings, and before the throne were seven flaming torches, which are the sevenfold spirit of God. So the sevenfold spirit of God is a complete representation of his revelation. Think about seven eyes and power, seven horns, that are essential or necessary to accomplish his plan in the earth. And in order for the church to do the works that he did in fulfilling John chapter 14, verse 12, where he said, greater works than these will you do, because I go to the Father. If that is really going to happen, then we're going to need the same manifestations of his spirit to rest upon us as the church, not so much an individual, but on the ecclesia. Because the Lord promised to baptize you and me in the Holy Ghost and fire. And the seven spirits of God, ultimately, they manifest in fire. And I really believe, man, that's why, oh my gosh, I'm trying to watch this clock so I see where my time is at. And so the spirit of wisdom is that supernatural ability of, of ability of the Father that comes upon our spirits so that we can see Jesus as he is and receive a spiritual understanding and knowledge of the word of God that's going to enable us to know what to do, when to do it, and how to do it in every situation. Who would not want that engaged in their life? You know, what to do, when to do, and how to in every situation. It also reveals God's many-folded, unsearchable wisdom and secrets that have to do with his plans and purpose. 
which is usually he speaks in a mystery. So that means there's a deeper intimacy we engage in in the things of God. Don't you want to go deeper? I want to know the deeper stuff. I, and I ain't trying to be deep like that. I just want understanding because he said it's given to me to know the mysteries. And so as we begin to tap into mysteries, Paul said over, oh, I can't think of the text, but he talked about being stewards of the mysteries of God. And in the scriptures, there's several sets of different mysteries in the scriptures. I won't go into all of that today. But there's so much in the scriptures that when we get indoctrinated through our, however we came, whether it was Pentecostalism, Baptist, even Charismania, all of that stuff, at the end of the day, they begin to form wineskins within people's lives that really frustrate their ability to go on with God. Because most people get stuck in whatever belief system they were birthed in and birthed through. You can I, I because again, it 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 uh pigeonholes us or gives us tunnel vision. And most people can't break out of tunnel vision because they've been so indoctrinated in these other areas of truth. But the area of truth that you got 20 years ago, don't you think Holy Spirit has moved the veil a little bit more so that we can have a greater insight, even, even those truths? Because I know the Father's progressive. If I met you 20 years ago, and here's 20 years later, and you're still teaching and preaching and talking like you did 20 years ago because I'm a word person, that tells me Holy Spirit ain't talking to you because revelation in God through the word is progressive. And go ahead. May I give one word? Yes, you may. You said tunnel vision. I say carnal vision. Thank you. It's carnal vision. Because it's been given to us to know. And, and another thing that you said, I think that the sound, I mean, what I'm hearing is that the sound of creation is the birthing, that there's a birthing of all of these spirits. And that's why that woo, and that's why that, 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 uh, do re mi la, la fosa, at any rate, all the seven, the, the, the seven notes. Because even in birthing, even in women having birth, there's different sounds that come through. And I guarantee you that all of those are frequencies. And that's all I wanted to throw in there. I love it. I love it. And that's really, I, I started really discovering that. And it just amazed me. And I thought, oh, my goodness, how all of that connects. And I, I really um, believe that. Remember, the seven spirits of God, they position us so that we can more accurately outwork his divine plan and purpose for our lives. And I believe it's so, so important. And so even the colors uh, in the color spectrum correspond uh, to the seven spirits of God. Uh, the color red, that represents the spirit of the Lord also. Uh, it also represents the prophet, those that operate in prophetic ministry. The color orange 
That's the servant, that servant uh, leader, perhaps, that's, which represents the spirit of wisdom. The spirit of, of understanding, that's yellow. That represents the teacher. The spirit of counsel, that's green. That's the exhorter. The spirit of might or the spirit of strength, that color is blue. That's the giver. The the this the the that indigo color is what they call it. That's the spirit of knowledge. That's the ruler. Because you understand you cannot rule without knowledge. And then the violet or the purple, that's mercy, and it represents the spirit of the fear of the Lord. And when I did some research years ago and I got understanding um the, the, the frequencies, because I think there's a harmony also of the senses. Because as our spirits become aware of the colors, the frequencies, and even the fragrances of heavens, we begin to apply them to affect things here in the earth realm. Because there's something about the harmony of all the senses in heaven that brings everything together into a unique oneness. Wow, unity, I'm telling you, in the kingdom, unity is a powerful watchword. And when the oneness begins to happen, it enables our whole being to engage that with the realm of heaven as we begin to resonate with it. Because as we resonate with it in the frequency and vibration of it, there should be a fragrance now that begins to emanate from our life. Because the song of our DNA can now be transformed so that it comes into agreement with the song of God's original purpose for us that defines our true spiritual identity. Because remember, we have the chaos in our DNA that we inherited from our parents and, and so forth. And then when we get born again, we come into the, the spiritual DNA of our heavenly father. This is so important because we carry now the DNA of his father, of our father, and that is what really gives us our spiritual identity. Because in the very core of our beings, there is something that is contending for us to come into this eternal alignment with who we are as spiritual beings of light and as sons of God on the earth. So there, this, this revelation is, is beginning to be released across the body of Christ. And that's why it's important that today the color, the sound, and fragrance are related and that certain frequencies can bring healing that are and even essential oils. I started discovering the essential oils can bring healing. I discovered uh, when I looked at the colors and I and I and I like which is the high, which color carries the higher frequency that's going to help me to come in greater alignment? Because our bodies, when we're at, certain, at a certain frequency in our body, you won't even get ill. This stuff is so good. You won't even get sick because you maintain a certain frequency. We main, it maintains a certain frequency. So God is releasing this revelation. Now, the New Age people, they received it. We ain't talking about New Age, but New Age people received some of this stuff. And so the church has normally rejected these things. And some in the New Age community, they're using sound, they're using light and frequency with some positive effects because they are operating. But here's the 
the difference. They're generally operating in the power of the soul rather than connecting with the true source of life through the spirit. And what happens, it causes the soul to be tainted to those that get involved in those kind of things. But when mature sons of God begin to understand, uh, we talked about months ago about alg algorithms and, and frequencies and, and how all that works and is part of our uh, not just physiological makeup, but our spiritual makeup. And I'm still talking about the seven spirits of God and how this stuff ties in together. As we become mature, we begin to understand that God will use some of these things to touch us and bring righteousness, justice, holiness, peace, and joy into our lives because it is bringing us back into alignment with who he created us to be, really be. So we got to embrace some of this stuff, not reject it, because a particular people group accepted it, and they're using it, and that using it most of the time apart from God. You have to remember, every good thing originated from the Father. Okay. And so quantum physics teaches us, uh, 101, that we would not exist unless something observed us. And there, people can speculate on what's observing us, but I think we can all agree we know who's observing us. Because in quantum physics, if an object, this is probably some of the foundation principle of quantum physics. physics. Um, the foundational principle of that is that when you look at an object, then the object moves. Because it's been observed. It ain't moving till it's observed. And then there's another part uh, called quantum entanglement. And I won't get into all that because I don't understand all of that. But I do understand enough. But there are things that are connected here to things in creation. And there are things we do here that affect creation. And there are things that are happening in creation that affect us now. And that is why we need to begin to engage the seven spirits of God so that we can accurately discern what the spirit is saying to us so we're not ignorant and won't have a dream or have an impulse or a sudden unction and, and end up saying, I don't know what's going on, but something's happening. He wants to give us insight into those things because this earthly realm is connected to the spiritual realm and the sound of the father's voice, which brought everything into being and in fact the speaking of his voice is still vibrating throughout all of creation so we need the seven spirits of god we need to understand the person of the father so we can be accurate we need to understand the rules that govern how things are supposed to work how do we obtain insight and information and process information correctly by the spirit of God through knowledge. How do we meditate and receive insight in revelation, even vision? That's what the spirit of knowledge helps us to do. How do we uh, learn about that supernatural realm for real and learn how to have dominion of the father? And then how do we operate in that dominion, not just on the earth, but in the realm of the spirit. And one of the principles that I've learned, this is what the spirit of might does, 
is that if you're really going to have dominion in the earth, then you need to learn your cosmic positioning in Christ in the heavens first, where you have dominion in the heavens, and then you'll have dominion in the earth. Because people are trying to have dominion in the earth, and you don't even have dominion in the heavens yet. And this is so important. And the other part of that is, ooh, Jesus, is some of y'all don't love yourself. One of the keys to operating in supernatural power, I'm talking about the kind of power that brings results and demonstration is, you start loving you. Because love is one of the governing principles that govern moving in the power of God and bringing freedom and liberty in the lives of people. So do you really love you? Or do you look at yourself and go, boy, God, why did you make me like this? Why did you give me this long nose, a short nose? Or why did you make me wide or make me too thin? And most people, can I say this? Don't get upset with me. You don't even love you. Ask the Father to give you a revelation of his unconditional love. This stuff is available. But if you don't get a revelation of who Father is through love, you can't do this stuff. Yeah, you can yield to the Holy Ghost and he'll do some things with you. But to really live in real realities this way, you need a revelation of his unconditional love. Because he does love you. One of the things of it is, Apostle Marshall, is this. I don't think, I think that what has happened is that we have uh, um, Catholicized it. We have worldized it. That we have... Um, uh, humanized it so much that we don't understand what love is. And I really, uh, I'm, I'm beginning to really, really get, I mean, cause I, I, I love me some me. I really do. I mean, you know, I love me. I like me all of it. I mean, I really do. And so one of the things of it is, is this, I don't think that people really understand what it is that we have to really get uh, uh, understanding of being in the heavenlies of being in that frequency because you're not going to find out what true love is until then we have had a false image of what love is and we're going to as we go through this we're going to have to start to reveal that because some of the things that god has revealed about love is 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 mind-blowing and when it blew my mind it actually helped me to love me to a degree that I mean, I, I, I just, I just, I mean, I'm just in love with me. I mean, I'm in love with me. I'm in love with me some Baker. So I, I just need to share that because I think we have a wrong image of what love is. Yes. And it's so important that you love you. That's not uh, conceit. Conceit is a different spirit. But when the unconditional love of the father is revealed to your life, then you start loving you. And appreciating you, and and you do like I do sometimes. I look in the mirror and I go, "Oh, you're a good looking man. Ooh, I look so good. Look, let me kiss myself. That ain't conceit. That's an appreciation because I got a revelation. Appreciation. That's it. That's it. I appreciate. And because you're beginning to see the spirit of God in you, when you see really see the spirit of God in you, how can you not love you? Oh. You have to. That's why we need the seven spirits of God engaging our life. We need the spirit of understanding. We need the spirit of counsel. How are you going to really discern and decipher 
visions. How are you going to learn how to really access? The Bible says we were raised up uh, and he seated us together with him in heavenly places. How are you really going to discern your seated position in Christ and how to operate from that place? How are you going to perceive it? How are you going to look at it? How are you going to teach and inform others about the different realms of the kingdom? You know, that you understand? Not know that there are different realms in the kingdom of God when you really begin to access these spiritual dimensional places? Woo, Jesus. Uh, gosh, I know our time is getting out of here. But that's why we need it, and especially wisdom. I love wisdom because wisdom, uh, sometimes I call wisdom Sophia because wisdom is a she. And if you go back, and I had a, a reverend, when I, I used to engage wisdom a lot, and she's a spiritual entity, the spirit of wisdom, and she was like a bluish, uh, I can't, like a, I want to say like a, like the blue on here, but it was a little more edge to it that's under the screen with our names. And I actually saw her and began to engage her because I learned something because the scripture says wisdom was involved in creation. In fact, one translation says that wisdom was the architect with God in creation. And the Bible says that wisdom is the principal thing. Get wisdom. And in all you're getting, get understanding. One text said, if you follow wisdom and yield to wisdom, wisdom will lead you to wealth and riches. You want to get quick. I ain't talking about a get rich quick scheme. But if you only really engage wisdom, wisdom will even lead you to wealth and riches. Riches. That's why we need the seven spirits of God and the spirit of the Lord. You don't want to get rich slow. You do want to get rich fast. You don't want to get rich slow. We ain't got that much time in the earth. How much time do we have in the earth? Ask them another day. Show us how to get rich quick. Show us how to tap into this thing quick. There you go. There you go. Sales sales pace. We take the things and we allow people to shame us with those things. God says, I come quickly. I work quick. I do a quick work in you. He didn't say no long, arduous work. Excuse me. Go ahead and finish. Well, our time is almost up anyway. Uh, so <laughs> yes. ask, ask the father, ask the, I literally, this is what I do. I say seven spirits of God, cause I'm so aware, engage my heart and engage my life. Now I know I have the Holy spirit. Now the Holy spirit sits on the throne of God. These are other expressions of the spirit of God. And remember the Holy spirit sits on the throne but the seven spirits sit before the presence of God. <laughs> it's a difference. And they're receiving impartation. Yes. And it's that impartation, if we will allow them to engage our hearts in our lives, is going to make us more accurate, more prosperous, and more successful as believers in this earth realm. And ultimately, bring us into that mature place as a son of God. Oh my gosh, we so thank you. And this is about this is the way that the government of the kingdom of God works. We are a government. We are he he brought a government and this is the way his government works and we're out of time uh, for this program. We will be back next time next week when we are here to tell it like it is the kingdom of God's way. 
Bye-bye. This is Apostle Marshall and Apostle Baker. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. God bless everybody. everybody. Thank you for watching Kingdom First TV, your station for kingdom inspiration.